Welcome to this week's Silk Grassroots Podcast. Big interview. Hashtag stay strong. Brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network that's bringing you the big interview series, How To. This is a summer series of podcasts bringing you information on how to run your club, how to enjoy grassroots football, and any other information that may be helpful uh, for making grassroots football more enjoyable. These podcasts are sponsored by Magpie Recruitment, Board and Sports Youth, Match Arc, Skipper Sportswear, Grassroots Football, GRF, at NJPGD, Graphic Design, and the Down to Play app. All of our awards at the end of the season are sponsored by Awards FC. Let's get on with it. So uh, we're back with our first of the big interview summer series, How To Podcasts. Um, before we start, I'm not trying to make out that any of our guests are specialists or they're going to make you rich or they're going to make you good looking or anything like that. That's not necessarily going to happen. Just here uh, for some advice. Um, anything that sparks a conversation from these podcasts is going to be good. Tonight, um, we are talking about how to finance a Sunday league team or a grassroots team. Uh, I'm joined by Darren from Stoke Poges uh, and Francis from Magpie Recruitment. Uh, both of these gentlemen run football teams. Both of these gentlemen have sponsored football teams. Um, so I feel they're great guests to, to have on. Maybe once upon a time, both of these guys were looking for sponsors um, or maybe they've been lucky enough to uh, cover their own costs for their own teams. But once upon a time, I'm guessing these guys have covered uh, most of their bases and hopefully I can... Uh, add my two peas were from the from the mistakes I think mainly that I've seen uh, on social media. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Francis. Good evening, Darren. How are you guys doing? Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, good evening everybody. Thanks for joining us during the preseason. Um, I know it's fast approaching, all the friendlies and all that stuff. Darren, you mentioned off mic that yours starts this week. Uh, Francis, how long have you got left before you 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 have no time to yourself anymore? Yeah, we, we, we normally go um, in August, really. Um, we're not really fussed about playing pre-season too early. Yeah. We, we like we like the break. Yeah, we've enjoyed the break this year. We have a COVID-free year. Again, speaking to Darren uh, shortly before we came uh, onto the recording, it seemed last year we only had a few weeks off because we ended the season. Well, with most, I know the Southern Sunday finished early, so you did get a break last year, but uh, many of us didn't finish our season until mid-June. And we were going straight again uh, after a few weeks with friendlies. So it was a long old year last year, um, but we are getting a break this year. And yeah, look forward to football coming back. But yeah, I'm enjoying a, I'm enjoying a break myself. Right, gents, I'm going to let you uh, introduce yourselves, um, what you, who your clubs are, uh, what your role is, and, and basically um, what is your approach to uh, financing uh, or covering costs for your team. Francis, if you'd like to start. Yeah, sure. So I'm uh, Francis Kelly, um, chairman of Magpie uh, Recruitment and owner of Magpie Recruitment itself. 
uh, playing the Southern Sunday. Um, we're in Division Three now. Got promoted, um, so up, up to Division Three. Um, and um, and uh, what was the question? Sorry. <laughs> well, you're, how do you find that? You tell. I mean, your involvement. I can say that. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean. Um, I finance um, my 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 club through. Um, we we don't do signing on fees, um, so it's purely the match day match day fee and everything else comes out of um, sponsorship from from my organisation Magpie Recruitment really. So um, we fund everything from the the track suits, the football kits, um, the, you know the home pitches, and, and really the the match day fee is really there just to cover um, the you know the the referees costs and. And, and to be fair, any any surplus out of that normally goes behind the bar anyway. So um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's 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 you know it's not everyone's take on how to finance a, a club. It's not necessarily um, the most wisest way, ways to do mm-hmm. it, but uh, it, it doesn't bleed too much of a hole in my pocket, and um, and uh, I enjoy it. So that's why I do it. Not only do you sponsor your own team, but you're a partner of the podcast and you sponsor lots of um, other, you've, you've helped lots of teams within uh, Sunday League and a sponsor at a, a high-level non-league club. Is it your passion to try and help these sort of non-league um, teams and, and um, organisations flourish? Is, is, is non-league, uh, are, you, are you a big non-league fan? Um, I wouldn't say I'm a big non-league fan. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about grassroots sport in general, and 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 you know, being that little bit of a cog in a wheel to to enable them to you know um, finance their their organisation. You know, whether it be a a football club or, or rugby or cricket club. So um, you know, if if I can do my little bit, then um, you know, um, then um, for me, you know. Grassroots, grassroots sport is uh, is so important to the community, and um, just by doing my little bit, um, you know, gets me out of bed every morning. So uh, yeah, know from our talks um, early on in our in our partnership, you're passionate about equal opportunities uh, for all types of people in sport. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that side of things? Yeah, um, yeah. Look. For me, um, sport is uh, is all about is all about diversity. It's where um, you know there shouldn't be any barriers. And um, part of um, you know uh, during COVID, I co-founded an organisation called Level Equals, which is all about um, bringing fairness into the recruitment process into the recruitment process within uh, sport organisations. Um, and, and we do that by uh, effectively anonymising every application so you get treated fairly um, and you go through the process based on on um, the skills that you have um, and what you can bring to the role um, and not you know what edu- what you know what education establishment you went to or um, you know what, what your name is or um, what your um, whether, whether it's you, you know what, what your gender is or your, your sexual orientation. So, um, so yeah, you know, and, and just bringing fairness and quality into sport is, is, um, is really important, you know, to, you know, I, I don't want my kid growing up, um, you know, having any struggles to get into 
any uh, sporting organisation because of of his background or what whatever that may be, and that goes for anyone else. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Sadly, costs can be a massive uh, period. Uh, someone's social background, i.e., being not unable to afford subs, will in, will prohibit them at, at a very high level. That will prohibit them from playing sports, which is sad. So it's good um, to hear of you supporting uh, some organisations. Darren, do you want to tell us a bit about your um, your role with Stoke Poges and and how you found yourself uh, where you are today with the club? Yeah, no problem. But I am first of all, most I'm first uh, chairman of Stoke Poges Football Club. We're based over in South Buckinghamshire, and we play in the East Berkshire Football League on Saturdays and the Thames Valley Sunday League on Sundays. Um, and we currently run three clubs from there. Um, the club's been running for just around about thirty years now, um, and in that time, I've both played, managed, and uh, had various other roles within the club. Uh, including being a sponsor of the club itself, uh, buying kits and underwriting uh, any debts and such like that, that mm-hmm. should, should arise, basically. So, yeah, it's um, something that uh, you, you take on and you take on with a bit of a passion and uh, uh, you, you you take it almost like it's your little baby and uh, try and look after it as such, which uh, I know some people don't understand that, but that's how it is. And uh, uh, my passion is about local football. Um, very passionate about that. Um, it's something I'll get more and more into, uh, especially after my playing days have been over. And uh, yeah, something that we we want to make sure we get more of. Um, I think one of the things which has uh, come about is that uh, players want want more from football clubs, mm. uh, but want to give less to the football club. Um, I know teams that are still paying or taking five pounds subs a week and that's what i was paying 30 years ago yeah Um, i think some people listening to this some people listening to this podcast darren will say only a fiver that's that's fantastic yeah but i i think there's certain uh things which i don't think players understand and i think i don't think they realize what the whole cost of running a football club is Mm. they they see there's a football pitch which they're known to be paid for. There's a, a kit which, if you're lucky enough, you get paid for by a sponsor. Mm. Uh, and then the footballs which they decide to go and boot away and quite happily lose a knockout four, uh, which costs 30, 40 quid a time. Mm. Uh, but it's insurances and such like and affiliation fees and cup entries and all the other bits. And then all these things add up um, for, during a season. And um, I think that's those hidden costs which can... Uh, killer club to be quite honest um, I've seen lots of clubs come on board of just talking to a guy recently he started a club two years ago um, he just recently said that he can't go forward anymore um, I chatted to him and it's all about finances uh, players weren't paying him mm. uh, the sponsorship only paid for a a shirt um, for a couple of seasons and these players were now only sending the shirts two years old and they want new ones uh, the, the sponsor didn't want to pay for you know anymore, so he's he's out of pocket and uh, has to fold the club up because that's the only way he can see forward, which is slightly unfair. So this is why you're not seeing new clubs coming in so often, where come in last couple of years and then disappear, um, as such because of finances. And you, you have to put those right. As a ballpark, as a ball ballpark figure, how much does it cost um, for you guys to to run your club? What's what's your I mean, I, I don't know if you guys are accredited clubs and all that stuff or charter standard or whatever it was called. 
uh, before and obviously you have to do some kind of budget uh, to get that accreditation. Um, what yeah. is a ballpark figure? Three grand to run a football team for a year? Oh, two we're, grand? We're, we're an accredited club. And uh, as you say, we have to go through certain scrutinies regarding that. Um, but the, with the three teams that we have, there's probably a £5,000 cost per year uh, running those three teams. Um, but just for one single team, it's around about £2,000 okay. roughly. Uh, per year, um, as such. So, is, would yeah. that would that be the, be the cost for your pitches, all your affiliation fees, track suits, kits, and all that stuff, or would that would the kits and yeah, track suits be enough? Pretty much everything you're do, you're talking about there, to be quite honest. And uh, yeah, I, I, it can be a bit more expensive, and it depends on grade of pitch you want. You got the local park pitches. Um, where I live at this moment in time, there's a big uproar regarding the cost of pitch hire. Um, a boggy pitch in the middle of nowhere that's not well looked after yet they're, they're charging up to over a thousand pounds per season for it mm. which is untenable to a lot of people to be quite honest and there are better pitches that are privately owned which charge a little bit less but unfortunately they're not that much round no um, but then you're looking at uh 3g facilities which are charging two to three hundred pounds yeah. Um, for for a ninety minute game, and uh, in fact, we played on one this season, and it was four hundred quid for the game, and that's just not tenable. It's you not know, at you all. Season doing that is a twenty grand um, season. Francis, trend. Francis, two, three grand. Does that sound about right? Yeah, but uh, without um, just just on pitch fees and you know referee fees and. Um, and your your affiliation and, and league fees, etc. You're probably lo- looking quite easily at two and a half thousand. Um, you add you add you add start adding, you know, your kits on there. Then that that, that will go into the, you know, just a home kit alone. You're probably a cheap home kit. You're probably looking at sort of five hundred quid, aren't you? So yeah, you know, so uh, um, yeah, um, it, it, it's expensive. Let's be honest. And and like Darren said, you know. Um, you know, I, I still charge. We've got we've got two sort of payments on our on our Sunday. It's it's we still charge a fiver for away games, but the home games are ten pound. Um, and actually, it should be the other way around. Um, but um, but it, it's difficult to to charge players. I, I think um, much more because you know all they want to do is play football. A lot of players, I've you know I've. Uh, um, very young, got very low income jobs, or mm. or they're probably more to the twilight of their careers and got families, kids that they need to support. And um, you know, if you're thinking about ten pound a week, forty quid, forty fifty quid a month, it does you know, and that's just on a Sunday. You know, not taking into consideration any sort of midweek training or or Saturday games some of these boys might play. But um, yeah, it's 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 expensive all round, really. Yeah. As so we've we've got to find two and a half we've got to find two three thousand pounds at the beginning of each season to finance our clubs if we haven't got uh lucky to, if we're not lucky enough to have you guys involved in our club what what are the main sort of downfalls as perhaps as potential sponsors yourselves that have been approached by people because um people know that you sponsor your own team and perhaps you've been approached by uh, other clubs who say who say like we'd love for you to help us as well. What are the pitfalls of of the approach sometimes that clubs uh, go 
uh, when seeking sponsorship from 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 people like yourself? I, I think one of the first things we, we need, uh, people need to realise is that probably eighty percent of your costs come out before the thirty first of August, before the ball is kicked. Yeah, you, you have to put those things in line first of all. Um, so any sponsorships and such like need to be done earlier rather than as you mentioned earlier on people who are going on Twitter and such like asking sponsors now to some degree it's probably too late they should have done this beginning of this right now for next season yeah think a year ahead that's the one thing I would actually say one of the guys know at my football club that as soon as the season starts I'm looking towards the next season putting things in place for next season because it can take that long yeah you're talking to if you're talking to a potential sponsor you're looking at someone who's possibly a very busy man uh, if you're looking at a pub landlord they're, they're busy those guys are really busy nowadays they're struggling to keep a afloat at the moment so they don't have really a lot of time to come talk to you so to have a good sit down with them chat to them you need to put the work in early mm-hmm. and that's my biggest advice okay and that's what we do uh, we've picked up sponsors because I've taken the time to go and watch a year before. So plan ahead is, is my big advice for any team coming on now or any team going forward. Don't do it in the summer um, because everyone's doing it then. Um, and it does take time. Um, a kit will take time to go and organise. Uh, if that's what they, you just want to sponsor a kit, there's, there's a lead time on football kits and then to go and get it printed and such like so. Yeah, planning ahead is the biggest piece of advice that I can give any football chairman or anyone looking to start a football club up is do it early. Francis, you're nodding your head to a lot of that. Yeah, look, I, I really agree with Darren there. And, and also, you know, these businesses might have very um, up and down cash flow. So you've got to be really kind of um, uh, understanding to, to that fact, you know, they can't just whip out a thousand pounds and go, go, here you go, you know, mm. so... Um, so you've got, you've got to be really mindful. So the, the, the more in advance you can do that. And as Darren said, you know, you should, you can't be looking for sponsors now for September because it's, you know, you're, you're just, and also you'll make mistakes, uh, you know, you'll print wrong jerseys and you'll, you'll rush everything through and then you'll have players that say this don't fit me or, or whatever it may be. So plan, plan, plan as far in advance as possible. Um, one of the things that I kind of, uh, really gets to me is when someone just comes to me and says will you sponsor my club and I um, my immediate response is what are you going to do for me what what is it that I'm sponsoring you know so come with a plan don't just say look you know can you sponsor me I go well maybe you know mm. but come with a plan what why should I sponsor you what is yeah. it you can give in return for me and th- do you know what there'll be lots of companies out there that will say I'll go yeah I'll, I'll just put my name on your shirt. Great. That's all I want. You know, but, but there are other organizations that will want some sort of um, uh, returning for that investment you're, you're giving them. Um, I think and, pubs, and that, and with that, pubs and, and restaurants, sorry, mate, with pubs and restaurants, it's easy to give that business back to a pub. So if they give you 500 pound or 700 pound or whatever for your kit at the beginning of the season, it's easy for a club to say, well, we'll come in every week. We'll have our end of season do here, and at the hopefully by the course over the course of the season, that pub landlord will get their their money back doing it that way. But for businesses um, like yourself, uh, Francis, 
it's hard for you to say to a team, can how does how does I mean how does a recruitment company, for instance, um, get a return on that? I know it's you get sponsorship and and uh, social media stuff and all that that that, you, that people can help your business with. But basically, if you sponsor a Sunday league team, then that's just your goodwill that that you're going yeah. with there, isn't it? Yeah, look, I think the, 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 for me, the biggest word is referrals, um, you know, and you can, you can use that through um, a number of business, whether you're a tradesman, you know, and you, you know, you've, you've got your plum, your mate's plumbing business on your, on your shirt, you know, how can you refer as much business to, to, you know, the person or the people that are sponsoring you really. Um, so think, think about what you can do as a club um, and, and go a bit beyond socials but sharing stuff on socials does help um you know get, get and it can't just be one person in your team you've got to get the whole team involved in promoting and helping um you know helping with um spreading the word um with, uh, about your sponsors um because if you know and I've, I've done it many times where you know it's great and and then you you, you sponsor somebody and then the next season, you're just not as a sponsor. You're just not bothered to to sponsor a game because there's been no effort on their part. You know, sponsorship is a two way process. It's mm. right. I'm giving you this money for this in return, um, and it's a partnership. You know, you have to both the club and and the, the sponsors have to work on it. So um, yeah, my yeah that that would be my uh, biggest uh, um, gripe is uh, when when people come to you and say, look, would you, will, will you sponsor me? And, and, and they don't have an idea of what they can do. Do you think being accredited is a massive thing to get all your sort of ducks in a row, uh, get your budgets and, and things planned out to maybe go and show that to potential sponsors and say, look what an organised club we are. Um, this, is, this is the sort of effort that we're going to. I know a pub landlord might not understand what being an accredited club means, right. but at least it's something to go to potential suitors and say, look, this is what we've got planned out for the year. This is what we need you to help us with. Um, can you help? Do you think that would set clubs apart in some instances? I, I, I see a team which started up a couple of years ago. Uh, and I, I don't mind, I will name who they are. And it's a team called Hype Train. Um, they play over in the Barcher leagues. And uh, the guy who run that, when I first met them, they come in with a business plan mm-hmm. of what they wanted to do. Um Business plan not only for the the league, but a business plan for the potential sponsors. They put all their ducks in the row in terms of um, they film their games. They knew what they're doing in social media. They, they branded themselves essentially, mm. um, and and that's what they do. And they do it extremely well. And the guy who runs it, uh, Rob Austin, has has had the forethought to actually prepare a club to go into the, the season. And I've never seen that before from anyone. I, um, I was on the committee for the Esports League and we interview teams and they turn up and there's no, you know, they hardly know if they're where they're playing half the time. Yeah. This guy had not only had it, knew what he's doing, he had it all down as a document, which he could send off. Massively impressive. Now, if he would have taken that to a sponsor, as Francis, I'm sure if he had met with Francis, and show them the, the information they had, I'll tell you what, the credibility factor goes through the roof. Mm. Um, and then, as Francis said, if he comes there and basically said, 
this is what I can do for you. And, you know, there's not a lot we can do, but you think of the, your USPs as a, first of all, as a football club. And then you go out there and you say, right, I can do a team photograph of those to make sure that the, the, the name sponsors in the front, that will go into a paper because I'll, I'll do a contact the paper to do a feature on us. And also you mentioned yourself. This little bits like that, just mm. try thinking slightly out of the box. We're going to do a sponsor, uh, sorry, a, a, um, an end of season uh, uh, charity match and we'll sponsor, you know, send money out and we'll mention that you, you're backing us on that uh, and bits and pieces like that. There's as much out there that you can do. Um, but have that planned. Have it, Again, plan what you're going to do. So you can go to the sponsor and say, right, in August, I'm going to do this, this and this. In September, I'm going to do this and, and plan for the year. And the sponsor will look at that and think, okay, I can see how I'm, I'm getting back from it. If you go and sell £1,000, please, they're going to go, uh, no thanks. It, it's, it's funny, uh, Darren talks about per, your, kind of your personal brand, and I, I do think that's really important. I remember 20-odd um, years ago now, um, my, I had a football team that was named after the estate I lived on, mm. and um, I tried to get sponsorship then, and uh, because of the name of the, the team was associated with you know the estate, we, we struggled to get sponsorship and um, we, we changed the name, you know, we changed the name to, um, you know, the, uh, a, a name that sounded, and, you know, and this is people's uh, bias kicking in, isn't it? And the perception of what, um, what you're all about. Um, yeah. So pers- personal brand is really important. You know, if you're known as a, a team that, you know, um, causes trouble every week or, um, you know, doesn't have the right values, you know, you, you're not going to get, you're not going to get the sponsorship. So you've got to, as Darren said, have your house in order and uh, make sure that you, um, you know, that you, you are credible. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think more and more this time I see this time of year, I follow about thousands of clubs and I'm seeing a lot of, we are, we're looking for sponsors and um, I just don't think that's the way to do it guys. And people saying, does anyone know anyone who'd want to sponsor a football team? And I think, if anyone knew that, they'd be keeping those sort of um, they'd be keeping those sort of information to themselves. The think outside the box, guys. I think the I think the um, advice on the business plan or just a plan, showing your budget and and sharing that information. It doesn't have to be um, too detailed, but just being just setting yourselves apart from other clubs is going to be um, a brilliant a brilliant first step. Yeah, I you know look look within your team, um, almost reverse engineer. Um, the idea with depending on who's in your squad you know if you've got a squad of um, I don't know um, people working in you might have some people working in the city you know think about um, who they work for Um, could any of those employers offer something um, based on you know um, because you know a lot of these employees will have budgets there for um, social activities and um, uh, or, or even being some sort of uh, um, feeder kind of club from from a from a working point of view, you know, um, you know, for example, obviously with my organisation, the guys that work for me play for me as well. So, um, but it's um, it's worth kind of understanding. Is that a bit of a way of getting their wages back then, charging them the subs? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm quite nice like that. Um, but 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 really understanding the makeup of your squad, you know, um, who who within the squad, you know, could potentially go and speak to their boss or speak to their director and say, look, would you be open to, 
to um, sponsoring our team in return we can do this for you guys and and you know half the time some of these organizations might turn around and say look yeah we'll put your name in the shirt um, as long as you give us some PR that we can put on our mm. you know socials and pictures and um, you know for them it's free good PR publicity for for their organization um, and for you guys you get you get a kit paid for um, you know um, and as you, you typical ones as you said earlier the pubs and the restaurants um, um, you know inst instead of going into a pub say well, look, would you sponsor us say look go into a pub with a little plan saying look we're going to be here every Sunday we're going to roughly spend this much money every Sunday and um, we'll do our awards night here we'll do this here um, we we estimate we'll probably spend two thousand pounds in your pub over the course of 12 months what we'd like in return for that is 500 pounds to put you know to put your name on a kit and purchase a kit you know so um yeah have a look within the squad really important because there'll be some little gems within the squad that you know if you don't ask you don't get that's the biggest thing yep. you know if you don't ask you don't get so um so when when you when you know if, if you're if you're starting up a club or, or you're chairman of a club ask within your squad what can your squad players do they're your biggest advocates you know they're the ones that they're the ones that want the 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 five pound subs and uh, the, the signing on fees to be next to nothing um so um yeah work on them before you start jumping on social media and asking a question that no one's ever going to ask um, answer an important one for uh, you guys as as chairman if a, a player did question why is the signing on fee 50 quid this season or why is why are the subs 10 quid a week if a chairman said well, here you go, boys. Here's here's our financial plan. You wanted tracksuits this year. You didn't want to play with the um, the charter standard uh, foot match balls that we got given to us for free. You wanted the sixty quid, the eighty quid, whatever it is, match balls. Here's here's why. Do you think the players would soon change their tune on on asking? You know, social media is lit, is sort of mobbed at the moment with teams revealing their new kits and these from their bespoke kits and their lovely night kits and all this that people have got. Um, and obviously, it's a head turner for players for some players that teams video their games. If you wanted, if as a chairman of your football club, and we'll go to Darren first. If you actually said, "Well, this is what it's going to cost," so this is how much we've got that we can put towards that as a as an initial um, to start it up. But here's what it's going to cost you after. Do you think players would change their their tune a little bit on on uh, requesting these things? Um, I, I love. That or do question. you think it's expected? I, I do love that question. It's one that I've been asked so many times in the past, um, and one which. I'd happily sit down with them and explain all the finance of a football club to them uh, in both black and white and obviously talk to them, talk them through it. Um, I, I think players have an idea of what things go on and how much, a bit of an idea of how much things cost, but they don't know the full cost of it all. Um, they really don't. Um, I think most players think it costs £150 a week because 15 players paying £10 subs well, a week is, is is that that's the perception that that's the cost to run a football team and this we and it. we know it's not. Yeah, and, and, and you know, pitches are going up at the moment. It's one of the biggest things that you pay out for. You mentioned earlier on, uh, I think off, off uh, record at the time, it, referee costs are going up. Um, and... On Saturdays, we we get not only a referee, we get a linesman uh, as well. So we're, we're forking out for that on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. 
but those costs have to be factored in at some point in the time um and you kind of got to do very quick maths to work out what you're actually spending out but it's the the, the little things which people forget is the insurances which you pay out for your affiliation fees your cups you, you we generally enter three or four cups a season you know each one of those cups are 25 pounds so there's a hundred pounds straight away there mm. they're hidden costs uh, to some degree because players don't think that they just play a game and they don't realize that it's cost us 25 pounds to enter that game uh league um that competition mm. um Again, little things like water bottles, replacing water bottles, and it's, it's the the weirdest thing ever. It's not the big things that uh, drag you under. It's the little things that are unseen, which are the water bottles, the balls that you lose, training equipment, which you know you leave a cone here, there, and everywhere, and all of a sudden you've got no cones, so you've got to go and buy another one, uh, load of cones as such as well, or they they tread on them or bibs and bits and pieces like that. All of a sudden, you know, you're forking another 20 pound here and another 20 pound there. It, it adds up. Um, and I'm lucky we've got a good uh, treasurer. He keeps a good eye on everything that we're going out as well as him coming in. Um, Do you think that's and- important for clubs as well to have someone keeping an eye solely on, on money? Because German, I know, and Sunday league, especially, um, it's usually a one man band and, and, the poor bloke that that runs the team does the treasure. He does the treasury. He sends the the match details out and does everything himself. Do you think it's important to have someone just perhaps not quite as busy as the gaffer uh, taking a look I, at money? I, I think it's important nowadays to have more than just one. I think you need around about six, seven people helping with the club. The secretary role, which basically, as you just explained, was booking the matches, talking to referees, um, and and registering players, putting all the bits and pieces. That role within our club, we split up between three people. So it's bite sizes of that. Um, and people get more involved then uh, and they buy into what you're doing. Um, and, but and yeah, it's important that your finances are kept on top of and having a good guy there. And, um, and, the, and the fact that you have a, um, a good... Um, uh, you've got good backing from from other teammates and uh, other people in roles will lead to making sure that you don't slip up with you know league fines you know you're not you're not you are attending league meetings and you're not you're not doing things late so they therefore and and Darren talked about the small things sometimes a small the, the you know the number of fines that you get from um you know the, the county or your league associations for not doing the administration behind the scenes and um they can add up um, and they're probably, you know, they, they could be a real cost. I mean, um, you know, and I've been in that situation, you know, thankfully I've uh, got my 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 house in order now. But, um, you know, I've been there previous seasons where, you know, all of a sudden you're paying out 100, 150 pounds of league mm. fees because you haven't, you know, hit, hit the certain administration. And to be honest, how many, who's going to have a column? Who's going to have a column on, on any budget or any well-organised club? Who's going to have a... A column for fines. I mean, it's not going to be something that you that you can put a budget to. If you're expecting to get fines, then it's almost as if you're expecting um, to fail at something in the team, and no, and no one expects that. So, yeah, I mean, 150 quid to a football team or a lost kit to then get, have to get that ordered um, if a player leaves and decides to be childish and not give the kit back and all that stuff that every team's had. Um, all these unforeseen costs are 
are uh, are tough. And yeah, I, I I do think social media probably has raised players' expectations on on what they get when you join um, a football team. For all the good and bad things about social media, um, we do seem to be uh, getting some ex- the expectations have gone up on our Sunday league teams. Uh, at least I know Saturdays is a different kettle of fish, um, but yeah, uh, Sunday league is becoming. Uh, who's got the best kits and who's got the best tracksuits uh, and players will happily jump ship uh, on that basis, which is a bit sad if you ask me. Um, so boys, if you had to bullet point three of the most important things on getting your, on, on running your club, what would it be? Darren, let's see how many you and uh, Francis match up on. I bet you've got similar ideas. Most important things is plan early. And I, I mentioned it earlier and I'll go on about it. Uh, so that's my first bullet point on there. Um, secondly, is make everyone aware of actual costs. I think the more people you tell uh, of what how, how much things cost, the more they they are sympathetic to what you're doing and getting to buy into what you're doing um, as as a football club. Um, and probably third, yeah, just keep on top of things and spread the load. Spread the load of work amongst others you know people will help you've got to ask you know that's the first thing you do you've got to ask your mates to help you out and if they don't then get other mates to go and help you out tell us your first horror story about not asking for help then darren um i think we just probably went across it we we had a guy who was a manager of football club and um we were progressing very well within uh a competition and Friday evening around half past four, I got told we were suspended from the league uh, or suspended from the cup and couldn't play the game on that weekend because we hadn't paid a fine. First I heard of it, and the guy that he, um, the letters were going through, but basically it was going through a little bit of a hard time at the time and uh, just didn't open letters. Um, and it spiraled out of control and there was a, a £250 fine. Oh, it hadn't been paid. And we'd gone into suspension as of that that day. Um, it, it was awful, to be quite honest, because there, there we are, we've got guys looking to play on that weekend, looking to go into a final, uh, mm. so play in a final. And essentially, we would have been told, tough luck, you're going to lose the final because you haven't paid your fees. Um, now, lucky enough, I got on the phone to the uh, Burks and Barracks, uh, I just happened to be not far away from them and I managed to get there before five o'clock with my credit card and paid it but that could have gone a whole different way yeah so keeping the top of things enough is, is, is essential go on Francis your three your three things for clubs to remember and perhaps your first uh, big mistake as a, as a club chairman similar to Darren's story probably um yeah similar to darren plan plan is plan plan in advance don't don't just think it's gonna land on on your lap um you've got to give you know all businesses or, or anyone looking for sponsorship a reason to sponsor you um so how what however you package that up um um it's down to you but uh you know you've got to give them a reason to sponsor you um you know, and that could just be that one of your employees work for that business, you know. Um, but 
it, it, you know, if, if you're if, if you're walking into a pub and no one's ever met you before, then you know you could, they're not going to sponsor you unless you no. give them a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, don't do it all yourself. Get get your team involved. Um, I still make that mistake of doing everything myself to some degree. Um, with my team, we're slightly mature, so you know everyone buys into what we do. Um, but um, I, I'm still kind of the, uh, you know, the chairman, the treasurer, and, and 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 that sort of stuff. So, but yeah, try and get everyone to buy in, um, get them to understand the costs. Um, and lastly, um, there's people out there that will be willing to sponsor you. So ask around. Um, you know, it's uh, you know I. I'm happy to sponsor as many teams as, in fact, I'll tell you right now, I'll give £500 to every single football club that refers me a job within an organisation that they know, you know. So if they've got football players, <laughs> there you go. if they've got football players and they work in organisations that recruit the roles that we recruit for um, and we successfully make a placement with that organisation, it's £500 in your pocket. No, no questions asked. Don't want to be. Don't need to be on the front of your shirts. You can just have five hundred quid, um, and that's per a job as well. So if you give me ten jobs and I place ten jobs, that's five grand in your pocket. There you go. It doesn't get so any better than that. You can't. You know, and just think think outside the box. You know, there's lots of ways of generating money. You know, you got those. Um, I've seen it a few times with a couple of football clubs where you got the um, you know the old uh, football scratch cards. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's 20, 20 teams on that scratch card. Um, go around businesses selling each, you know, each uh, club as um, choose a choose a club for twenty quid. You know, mm-hmm. that's four hundred quid there that you know that you can generate. But yeah, actually, the lay down to each business is only twenty quid. Mm. You know, to, to potentially be a, a shirt sponsor, um, and you see a lot of clubs split everything up now as well. So you know, split split your home shirt your away shirt your training stuff you know um you know try and split up um and and, and see see if you can maybe reduce the cost so it's not so much an, as an outlay but you're you know you have different packages you know all, all that kind of stuff and it sounds a bit a bit a bit much for a sunday league club but actually you know it works you know mm. the, the, the the mechanism be behind sponsorship doesn't really change shouldn't really change from a sunday league club right through to, to to sort of more professional clubs so no when we did the charity kit uh, for our podcast um 11 the Selk 11 charity team we split but we were lucky that we were getting a kit that all the printing and stuff was free so we didn't have the printing costs we just bought the kit and all the stuff was um you could print it into the actual kit itself so we split down the sleeves and the back and the and the front it does look we have got a lot of sponsors on the shirt but to keep the costs as low as possible for potential sponsors you break down each individual part and it doesn't seem that expensive to to a business um if you do if you do have those obviously if you've got printing costs involved and it's a little bit more if you go for a nike or an adidas where you can't get that all sort of embedded in well i didn't i don't think you can if you're going for like a, a maca or one of these ones that do it all in in the design um break it all down and and uh and you're more likely to get a bite from sponsors, especially if a sleeve is 50 quid or 70 quid or something like that. You might get, you'll get a nibble and, and you might get half your kit paid for uh, by doing the sponsors that way. Um, advice for new teams. We mentioned it, I think, at the beginning 
right at the beginning of the interview, when you're starting a team and, you know, the idea is would be lovely that you've got two brand new spanking night kits and tracksuits and kit bags for the players and training tops and you're playing at a, a non-league ground and, and all that stuff. Um, but I don't think that's really the reality and perhaps not the best way to start a team if you're doing it all yourself. So my advice would be just to not be too proud and just start perhaps play playing on council pitches and all that until you do get yourself um, in order, till you get your finances um, sorted, till you get a regular sponsor. Um, is that sound advice, boys? You've both started football teams. You've both started, um, the, obviously, the ways that you wanted to. 30 years for Stoke Poges is a decent is a decent length of time uh, for a club to to be running. I know Magpie Recruitment, Francis, in, as in various guises, have been going for um, a while too. But what's the best piece of advice to offer new team starting who perhaps have um, ideas above their stations to begin with and we all have aspirations uh, when we start a team to be playing in the top division on the best pitches, in the best kits? Um, but what advice would you give, a, give all the teams starting out I would, I would say, uh, you know, normally when you start a team, it's either because you, you're a group of mates and you, you've got this, you know, idea you want to play together, you want to, you know, get together. So have that chat between you. It's about what, what you want really from um, from the club. What you, how do you see, how do you see it moving forward? And and ultimately, for your first season, it really depends what everyone wants to put in. I would, I would say, um, but. You know, our first season we were playing on the, you know, the the bobbly council pitches, um, trying to keep costs down to a minimum. Um, and as 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 the team progressed and as we got better as a team, um, you know, last I think last just towards the end of the, actually kind of around the COVID time, we 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 started playing on nicer pitches. Um, we were paying double the pitch fee now, which but we're all comfortable to do that now. The players. Um, understand they they understand by putting in more they get a better quality pitch um so yeah i for for a, for a startup um you know ask the players you know say look what what do you not want you know do you want to play on the council pitch and paying you know a signing on fee of such and such or do you want to play on the nicer pitch and you pay a signing on fees that that equates to to that kind of season you know mm. it's it's horses of courses isn't it? it it really depends on the makeup of your team and and what what they can afford Darren you've echoed that um yeah I agree with everything Francis just said there I think the the, the the key points will be research research what you want what you want to get out of everything research how much kits cost um and, and you have a reality there you, you know everyone wants a Nike and Adidas and such like but research other kinds. You mentioned Macca there, uh, EV2, uh, and other brands. Patrick have uh, come on board now, and now they're coming heavily into the marketplace, giving great deals out there. So lots of research. Look around, um, but also do that for your sponsors. You know, um, generally, if you're starting a team, as we just mentioned, it's a group of mates want to get together and play play football together. But you know, research within the, within the team that you got and say find out who's got contacts. Um, as such research if you do know a particular pub research who the landlord is you know look on their social media see what they're doing you know they, they might be doing something like they are regularly doing 
disco nights and bits and pieces. So you'll attend those with, with guys who, you know, you'll, you'll buy tickets from or help and sell tickets. Bits. Yeah, any, anything to appeal to uh, a sponsor, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and research is in your area. There'll be local um, companies which you can go to, research um, what they're up to, look at their social media, look at their YouTube channels as well and see what will, would appeal to them. Um, go on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's a great place for information. You know, glean that information because of what you then find is probably the right person to talk to uh, on LinkedIn. So loads of research before you start. And even as a any other club, just just look at what's out there. Information is there's so much more information available nowadays freely, um, and if you can gather that information and then use it to your advantage and then take it forward. And yeah, and, and as football teams start up, yeah, be humble, start. Um, on the council pitches if you want to. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with aiming high uh, as well. There's nothing wrong with aiming high. Um, I think we've all know about Hashtag United and how they started up, you know, and that they, they went out there and got themselves a kit deal straight away, albeit mm. someone behind them with a personality. But they used that to their advantage. They used their USPs to go and make them what they are. And that's what you've got to do. Absolutely. Uh, don't be too proud to borrow or have someone's old kit for your first away kit and all that as well. Take all the advantages yeah. you can, all the match balls and stuff that you can get your hands on. Um, don't be too proud. Um, boys, thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh, two experienced people. Hopefully uh, the listeners to this podcast can take something away um, with from this chat on their, on their quest for financing their clubs. Uh, before we go, is there anything... Uh, each of you would like to to shout out, Francis. Is there any any anyone you want to thank, or any or anything you want to mention before the podcast finishes? No, just re, 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 if if you if you're interested in 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 um you know um understanding the mechanics be, behind my referral scheme of five hundred pound per referral, then uh, reach out to me at francis at magpyrocrimin.com, um or um, just reach out to me on Twitter or or Facebook or whatever it may be or LinkedIn. So um yeah, there's it's uh. It's, it's a, it's a it's a really simple way of earning money and there's no catches to it you know provide me the details of your uh your organization that's recruiting i'll reach out to them and every job we fill we give you 500 pounds and that's ongoing it's just not one off you know it's ongoing for forever and ever they just put them in touch with so put you in touch with someone's uh, HR department or a recruitment department should i say and any yeah. roles that you're able to fill in that organization you're happy to pay someone a referral fee for those for that contact that's fantastic darren any thank yous or any mentions for anything or anyone before we end the podcast uh in fairness just also a quick thank you to all my lads who uh, work hard through the season and uh uh, the guys that do things behind the scenes that uh, don't get a mention so uh, thank you to those guys basically from from myself um but just a quick mention and obviously what just francis just said there Think outside the box. You know, France just come out of a great way of actually earning your club 500 quid. It's a lot of money. But there's people out there doing affiliate marketing and such like, you know, look at those things because it may only be 100 quid here, there and everywhere. But trust me, that adds up. So, yeah, look at those. Gentlemen, thank you very much. All of the contact details uh, of Francis uh, and Darren's club will be put out with the um, podcast when it's released. Um, so gents um, thank you very much for your time as I say I'm sure 
this conversation will spark some ideas or spark some enthusiasm uh, on people looking for sponsors. But your experience has been uh, fantastic tonight. Thank you very much. And I hope to speak to you again soon. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Searching for players, searching for clubs, find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match, MatchHark. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.